no, I'm not dead. Um, I am sick though. And so I, um, I'm at home so I don't infect my coworkers and the public at large. And because I'm at home, I actually have some time today to sit around and talk about myself. So, update. Uh, Because I'm sick, I sound like I'm sick. Cool. Now that that's out of the way. What is it like to prepare for brain surgery while in the hospital? So, like, the day of, night of. Um, So, the first thing you do is you go to the hospital. I know. And then um, I have this really great story about when I was getting admitted into the hospital, but I can't tell it to you right now, but maybe one day. But I will say that it ended with me being um, reverse racially profiled. I'm not sure. It was very funny. Um, So I have a Hispanic last name because my husband is is Hispanic. Um, I probably he would prefer to say Chicano or mostly he would prefer to say American. But anyway, um, but I am very, very white. And so when we got to the hospital, we waited for a while because um, the nurses were expecting an older Hispanic woman um, and they just kind of couldn't reconcile the fact that I had the same last name as this older Hispanic woman that they were expecting. So I had to, we had to wait for a lot longer than we probably should have because of that. But either way, it was uh, quite delightful and gave me a, a tickle. Uh, so anyway, so finally we did get back to the room and then they'll do, you know, like vitals and check your blood pressure and if they're feeling extra mean the way you um enjoy that weight now because the steroids are, steroid weight is a coming and then um they'll get you in your room and you'll have your little overnight bag which is very cute because you thought you were only going to be staying for a couple of days and you'll find out later that that's not what happens um and then the anesthesiologist, no, wait, before that happens, the, um, your surgeon's nurse is going to come in and she's going to have a bunch of papers for you to sign that basically say that if you die, you're not going to um, sue them, which is fair. And also they're going to ask you so many times if you have a will and uh, yeah, Yeah, I did say a will to live every time because if you're about to die, just go for for it. Why wouldn't you? So that was funny to me, um, but also I did not have a will. Um, So we kind of had to draft one up there. Um, also had to do power of attorney paperwork there. Um, since I have kids and all, it was pretty important to make sure that, um, not only if I died, things were squared away, but if, um, in an ironic and somewhat hilarious twist of fate, my husband also died while at the hospital, 
things would extra be squared away, right? Because we have two kids and who knows who they would go to. So we did that and that was um, very depressing because you have to make, you know, I mean, it's important, but it is a bummer because you have to make decisions like, do I want to be resuscitated? If they resuscitate me, um, what level of brain function would I be willing to live with? Um, so, so those are, like I said, super important questions, but also, um, you know, fun to answer when you're not maybe about to die. So we did that. And then the, and then the anesthesiologist came in and my anesthesiologist was a real hoot. He, um, was just joke city and explained all the different Michael Jackson drugs um, to which I would be partaking in. He kept referring to um, the injection as a bunch of margaritas, which I thought was quaint um, and a little bit offensive, but then also, you know, maybe he really thought I was a middle-aged lady. I'm getting older. I don't know. I don't know. But he was sweet, and I liked him. And I trusted him. And after he left, my husband was like, oh, I recognize him. And I said, oh, yeah? And he said, yeah. Um, He used to go to uh, parties that I went to when I was in high school. And I said, that's cool. And he was like, well, not really. But I guess he does know a thing or two about drugs. So, you know, that's fine, I guess. And I think probably my husband was feeling a little bit defensive um, because my life was in the hands of somebody that he used to do coke with, but I don't know. I never really asked him to extrapolate on those emotions. So he leaves, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go mix your margarita, and you're going to go, all right. And then these interns will come in, and the interns, and this is depending, I guess, on the the hospital you're at and if it's a learning hospital and also your doctor's wishes and also where your tumor is located in your brain. But for me, some interns came in and they were like, hey, we have these needles and we're going to be poking them with you all through your surgery to make sure that your body is responsive and the doctor doesn't um, accidentally handicap you. And you say, that is fine. And they'll say, um, so you might have like pinpricks all over your body when you wake up. Don't freak out. And that's not going to be the most of your worries. So you'll be fine with that. Also, at this time, um, I had been wheeled into a room and I thought I was by myself the whole time. But I think my husband might have been with me the whole time. Because he says he was with me when they wheeled me to the operating room. And that was after this. But I don't remember then the anesthesiologist comes back in and he's like, got your, we're not, I'm not going to keep doing it, but he did. And, um, he'll inject you. And I feel like maybe I was already on some pretty great drugs because I wasn't afraid at this time. Um, or, or I have blocked out, um, the, the fear of being wheeled back to your brain surgery. I really don't know, but I'm going to assume I was on, it was the drugs. So then, sorry, that's my sick. <clears throat> so then um, they give your spouse or partner or friend or whomever is with you, if you're with somebody, they'll give them a pager and um, they'll be like, we'll page you updates and it'll probably be, you know, positive, but we'll also page you if it's not positive. And 
that feels like you're giving a lot of anxiety to the people that are waiting, but maybe it makes them feel better. I, I don't know. Um, and then I guess that you'll say bye to um, your husband and he'll say, okay, bye. And then you get wheeled away, but I don't remember because I'd been knocked out by then. So in summation, I don't know why I waited so long to tell you about what it's like to be in the hospital prepping for brain surgery, because that was actually pretty painless. Um, uh, That's a pun, unintentional, um, (laughs) unintended, one might say. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And next time we'll talk about what happens when you wake up during your awake craniotomy, because you have to. Um, they need to map your brain with the laser beam while their, your skull is exposed to open air and they've bone sawed you open. Um, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Have a, hopefully it will be, um, sooner than later, not sporadically, I hope. Bye.